the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Welcome to the Eric McTaxas Show. When Eric was a kid, he won a contest to ride on one of Santa's flying reindeer. Well, the experience was so amazing that Eric decided to change his middle name to that special reindeer. Now, please welcome the man who loves soaring to new heights, Eric Litson Metaxas. Hey, folks, welcome. Happy holidays. I always say that sarcastically. Chris Himes, you know I'm saying that sarcastically. I meant to say... Merry Christmas. Um, actually, Merry yes, Christmas. That's what, yeah, that's legal now. We can say that, but it was it's illegal legal for many years because Trump illegal. is back in office. Oh wait, right. not yet. Um, not yet. So, so uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year in advance to those of you who are planning to be alive in a few days when 2024 dawns, which is really it's going to be one of the craziest years. Let me say in American history. No exaggeration. Yeah, that's, we have that's things a lot. going on that we cannot even talk about, like madness, lunacy. But I want to be clear. I believe God's will will prevail. I believe that it's like being in a war and you fight and you pray and you trust God with the outcome. And I believe things are happening. As I've spoken around the country this past year, I've been profoundly encouraged meeting amazing people, going to amazing churches. One thing people ask me is, hey, what can I do, Eric? Number one thing you can do. If you're going to a church that is not taking this battle for liberty seriously, taking this battle against evil seriously, oh, yeah, evil exists, like uh, cutting parts off of children and young people. um, You know, I, I think if you don't understand that that's evil, if you don't understand that strangers flooding across our border, Chinese nationals of you know, it, it, young men in their 20s, uh, radical uh, Muslims uh, who are potentially sleeper cells for Hamas, people kind of act like, oh, yeah, that's just conservative talking points. Boy, do I wish that were true. But it's not. It's evil, and we have an administration in bed with evil. And so if you're going to a church that is not dealing with this, and there are many churches, otherwise good churches, that are not dealing with this, that think politics is out of the realm of the church. If slavery were on the ballot, would you say that? If Jim Crow laws are on the ballot, would you say that? Do you think the civil rights movement born in the churches? Do you think that that was out of line, that the churches got political and tried to get legislation against Jim Crow laws? You think that's out of line? Many American pastors, that's what they seem to think. So here's my action point. If you're going to a church like that, please, for the sake of your own soul, get out. Don't ever give a dime to a church that is not in this battle 
I mean that very seriously. In hindsight, I think you'll realize I was right when I said this. I think a couple of years from now, you're going to say, you know what? Yeah, yeah. We were part of a church like going to a German church in the 30s that says, we're not going to get political. We're not going to be part of those taking a stand against Hitler. No, no, we don't want any trouble. We don't want any trouble. We, 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 uh, we just want to do church. Folks, that's the devil's church. Pretty harsh, right? Except, unfortunately, if you look at what happened in Germany, it's true. I'm telling you, if you read my book, Letter to the American Church, the parallels are not deniable. So you want to pretend that they're deniable. You want to ignore the facts. God is going to judge us for what we do and what we don't do. And if you're going to a church that doesn't take this seriously, I want to tell you that that is scary to me. We all need to link arms in this battle. So that's my uh, that's my message to you. If you're going to one of those churches, the time is over. Like, oh, I think we can convince the pastor to be a little bit more bold. No, it's, it's over. Jesus cursed the fig tree. Over. Done. Um, you need to uh, find a church uh, or find a group of people who are willing to pray and willing to take this seriously and to be active in, in whatever way you can be active. We're all active in different ways. Everybody can't do the same thing. Everybody's not called to do the same thing. Everybody doesn't have time to do the same thing, but we can all do a little something. And the one thing you can do is not go to a church that's just playing church. Um, okay. Uh, Chris, I want to say a couple of things. This is, uh, you know, this is Christmas week. So we're airing some reruns, some fantastic, fantastic conversations I have had um, with, with a number of people. Uh, we're airing them this week. We continue our campaign uh, into January, very important, with CSI. Uh, we're still way behind hitting our goal. So uh, if you've not yet participated, uh, you still have the chance to go to metaxastalk.com. I want to exhort you to go to metaxastalk.com. Dot com, please go to metaxistalk.com, please. And while you are there, you'll see the banner. Click on the CSI banner. Uh, if you prefer to use the phone number, I'll give you the phone number in a minute. I'll let you get a pencil or a typewriter or a crayon or I don't know what you use, but I'm going to let you have time to get it so you can write down the phone number. But when you give to CSI, every $250 frees a slave and sets them up in a life of freedom. It's an amazing opportunity, folks. It's very rare you get an opportunity like this to be part of something this beautiful, this clearly good. There's no mitigating factor. It's not like, oh, when you give $250, it goes to some bureaucracy. No, this is this is CSI. That's why we, we work with them. So here's the phone number. Again, the, the, the website is metaxistalk.com. You can click on that. The phone number is 888-253-3522. Again, 888-253-3522. 888-253-3522. I want to really encourage you uh, to do that. That's a beautiful thing that you can do. Um I also want to encourage you to go to SocratesInTheCity.com and sign up. You'll see a thing that says Socrates Plus. You can't yet pay any money, but we'll send you the email when it goes live. Socrates Plus is 
It's going to be big, folks. This year is the year of Socrates Plus. We've been working on it all year long. We're ready now. January 4th, it goes live. There's going to be all kinds of Socrates programming on it and other kinds of programming on it. A gentleman's guide, lots of loony, wonderful stuff. We say the tagline is truth, humor, hope. Uh, we need a little bit of those things in our lives. So you can go to SocratesInTheCity.com. On the right side, you'll see Socrates Plus. Click on that. Um, I want to also encourage you, please help uh, our sponsor, Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com, MyStore.com. Uh, if you go to MyPillow.com or MyStore.com, please use the code ERIC. Please tell your friends to use the code ERIC. Um, there's a lot you can do. You can share these videos. Uh, if you if you get these videos, if you go to um, ericmetaxas.com, if you're signed up for my newsletter, a couple times a week we send out a newsletter, you can sign up at ericmetaxas.com. We send you these videos. We send you all kinds of stuff. You can share them with your friends. You can sign your friend up to get the newsletter so they can get the videos directly, all these interviews that we're airing this week and every week. Um, and you can also tell them to use the code. If you want to support this program, use the code ERIC when you go to mystore.com and mypillow.com. Um, we, we've just got lots of great stuff we're airing this week. We are airing um, some of these conversations that I did at Socrates in the studio. That's a new feature of Socrates Plus. When that launches, you're going to be able to see all these video conversations on this program. We're just doing the audio conversations, obviously, and they're edited down. But to see the whole thing, they'll, that'll, be, that'll be available January 4th at Socrates Plus, which is this big streaming platform. So I want to encourage you to get news on that. Uh, click on SocratesInTheCity.com. On the right side, you'll see Socrates Plus. But there's no way I can do it justice. When you'll see it, I think it will amaze you. Uh, so again, I want to encourage you along all these lines, go to SocratesInTheCity.com, sign up for our emails, go to EricMetaxas.com, sign up for my new weekly newsletters, um, which probably we're going to be doing more than once a week now because we have so much information. And don't forget CSIMetaxasTalk.com. You'll see the banner, an opportunity to be part of something beautiful, doing something beautiful for God. Go to metaxastalk.com, the phone number 888-253-3522. Folks, right now in other parts of the world, people's lives are being threatened simply for believing in Jesus. People have been enslaved for their faith. So listeners to this show know that I'm passionate about the work of Christian Solidarity International because they protect and free those who are being persecuted and enslaved for their Christian faith. I've got to thank you for your life-changing generosity for years now. If you've given a CSI through this program, you have played a role in freeing literally thousands of captives. So as we near the end of this year, can I ask you to give once again your gift of just $250 will free a woman in Sudan who has been enslaved for years. You can buy a believer's freedom and provide her with food and other supplies necessary to start her new life. Just $250. Maybe you can give more and free more people. Call 888-253-3522, 888-253-3522, or go to metaxastalk.com. 
please do it. MetaxasTalk.com. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold can hedge against inflation and against the volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool that they've added. Please go check it out today. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back, folks. I have an astonishing story to tell you. Actually, it is not I who will tell you the story, but the author of a brand new book. The book is titled Wounded Tiger. The author, T. Martin Bennett, is my guest. Martin, welcome back. Eric, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much. This is such an amazing story. You were reminding me that you were on this program like six years ago telling the story. And even then, I remember thinking, this can't be true. This is so amazing. The world needs to know. Um, you have now written uh, like a full-blown book on this called Wounded Tiger, where you tell the whole story. Give the nutshell version of this for my audience, just so they know what we're getting into. Yeah, Wounded Tiger is the true story of the pilot who led the attack on Pearl Harbor whose life was changed or transformed by an American prisoner and by a girl he never met. He hated America and Americans, and uh, it involves three plot lines that come together in a way that's really almost unbelievable. If this were fiction, it wouldn't work because it's just too far out. But the fact that it's true, it's mind-boggling, but it's also very inspiring, very encouraging. Well, the pilot who led... The attack on Pearl Harbor right there. You think, oh, my goodness, um, 1941. It's within recent memory. This is not some ancient story. There are many people alive today with whom I've spoken who remember Pearl Harbor. But the idea that the man, the, the, the Japanese fighter pilot who led that horrific, sick, 
cruel attack, um, sneaky, nasty, not the kind of thing you do in war, the kind of thing that makes people say, okay, now we're going to war with you and we will crush you, which by God's grace we did. But the man who led that, what was his name? His name was Mitsuo Fuchida. He was handpicked by Admiral Yamamoto as the number one pilot in the Imperial Japanese Navy. And he says in his own words, it was the greatest day of his life to kill Americans. So when I was in high school, I remember asking teachers, you know, what were the Japanese up to? I mean, are they trying to take over America? What is this all about? I never really understood it. And when I came across his story years later, after previously writing a feature-length screenplay, I was intrigued by his story. The more I dug into it, the more amazing it became. And I thought, golly, this would make a phenomenal film. So I spent three years in research and put together the, the screenplay. Then I later novelized a book form. So I've had dozens of people tell me this was the greatest story they'd ever read. It is very impactful. It's compelling. And uh, in a world full of, you know, war, you know, Eric, the world has been at war since the dawn of man. Nobody really has any solutions. Uh, they always saying the other guy needs to change and they want bigger bombs and uh, they think stronger power, more power bigger weapons, that's going to solve it. But ultimately, war begins in the heart, has to end in the heart. And seeing that happen in a guy who hated America and Americans and that transformation over time is really um, amazing. Even to people who are not of faith, I've found many people not associated with any faith whatsoever. They read the book and tell me with tears in their eyes, this is just an amazing story. And it's encouraging. Well, look, first of all, let's repeat. It is a true story, folks. This is not a novel you know, telling something that could have happened. No, this actually happened. The man who led the attack on Pearl Harbor, again, a truly despicable act, uh, act of war is putting it mildly, uh, a nasty sneak attack uh, on soldiers unprepared, 3,000 killed. Um, the man who led that attack is the story, uh, is the subject of the book, but what happened to him that's worth telling about. In other words, you haven't gotten to that. You mentioned forgiveness, but g- give us the nutshell before we get into all the details. Well, without giving away the story, he was driven by selfish ambition and national ambition. He wanted to see the country of Japan be a great nation like Great Britain, Germany, France, the United States. Uh, however, they felt marginalized by the Western powers. And I include in the book that after the end of World War I in 1919, there was the League of Nations, which was a precursor to the United Nations. And the Japanese were part of the League of Nations, and they uh, put forth what's called the racial equality proposal, which said all races should be considered equal, and that should be part of the uh, platform of the League of Nations. Well, it was shot down because multiple members of the board said, no, that's actually not true. There are superior races and inferior races. And the implication was that you guys are Japanese, you're Asian, you're inferior to white people. And it was it was shot down. This infuriated the Japanese. And I, I knew none of this stuff. Uh, in 1919 and 1920, the Japanese were rioting in the streets saying they wanted to declare war against the United States. So all these things all add together as far as what drove the Japanese in general and what drove Fuchida in particular. So it's really fascinating to see what happens and why. But like any guy in the military, he wanted to see his side win. He wanted to see his country conquer other nations, colonize other nations, and become a great power of the world. But, of course, it didn't work out that way. So in in Fuchida's story, there's actually two plot lines of his own life. One is 
his aspirations to be a great man and a great nation. After the war, he had destroyed everyone and everything. He had nothing. And that's where these other plot lines come into play, Eric, and it's really interesting. One of the characters, a guy named Jake DeShazer, he joined the Army before the war. He was in the U.S. Army Air Corps, and after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, like every other red-blooded American, he just wanted to go out there and kill Japs, as they said. And he volunteered for a secret mission he knew nothing about. It was called the Doolittle Raid. He bombed Japan. His plane was supposed to land in unoccupied China, but unfortunately, they ran out of fuel. He bailed out, was captured by the Japanese, was tortured, solitary confinement, friends shot, death. It was just hell on earth. And his story and his transformation, how that happens, and later how his life crisscrosses with Puchita's, is another one of those how could this even happen stories. Well, I'm still not clear on the end game here. Where, where, where do we end up with this? Does, does uh, Mitsuo Fushida, who led this attack on Pearl Harbor, does he eventually come to faith? I'm not clear. Well, yeah, he does. But of course, I'm trying not to give things away. I try to set no, up no, the story that, without giving away. That's a classic author's mistake. I've written 15 books, and I'm here to tell you, don't make that mistake. People will read the book they're not, they're not, you don't have to say, well, we don't want to tell you, you got to buy the book to find out. They're going to read the book because they want to hear about this. That's why you, you need to tell as much as you can, because I'm, I'm serious. This is such an amazing story. People need it to know why it's amazing. You can't just say it's amazing. You have to explain to them. Well, his transformation is his journey to faith in God. Absolutely. But how it happens is so unpredictable and such a zigzag path uh, it's a fascinating story. So there's actually three plot lines in the story of Wounded Tiger. One, of course, is Puchita. He's It's his story. He's the protagonist in the story. Then about 30% is a guy named Jake DeShazer, an American who bombed Japan, becomes a prisoner of war. The third plot line, and very significant plot line, is the Covell family. They were highly educated teachers and missionaries who came to Japan. They loved the Japanese people. They raised their kids in Japan. But when Jap- Japan was ramping up for war... It was, it was not a welcome place for Americans. So they fled to the Philippines, sent their kids back to the United States, and ultimately their daughter, Peggy Covell, was the fulcrum of change in Fuchida's life, although he never met her. And what she did, without giving away too much information here, is she wanted to do whatever she could to demonstrate the love of God to the Japanese people, who Americans, by and large, despised. They had lost fathers, brothers, and sons, or maybe they were just disabled for life, and they hated the Japanese. So she volunteered to work at an uh, internment camp because the Japanese Americans were moved from the West Coast uh, to these internment camps, and she helped them. And this is during them. the war and you're talking about. During well, during the war. Well, actually, it was immediately after the war that she ended up these camps. After she graduated, it was 1945. Then there was a hospital for wounded veterans and prisoners of war, German prisoners of war and Japanese prisoners of war. Because she spoke Japanese and was a believer, she volunteered for the Japanese part of this hospital. And while she was there, the the soldiers who were wounded or amputees were saying, why are you so good to us? Because in Japanese culture, they have a um, they have a belief system of obligation. When you're born, you have an obligation to your parents, to society, to your family, to the emperor. So if somebody is doing something good for you, they want to know what good thing happened to you that's caused you to give so much love to us. And they, that was their curious question. When they got the answer, they were horrified, and, and, and they couldn't believe that you would love your enemies like this. 
That story went to Fujita's engineer, who happened to be in that hospital in Utah. When he went back to Japan, Fujita was interviewing people to find out how prisoners of war were treated, were they tortured by the Americans, etc. And and then he found out about Peggy Covell's story, and this really derailed his whole journey because he wanted to find out why would anyone love their enemies that doesn't make any sense we're trained to kill our enemies to execute revenge on our enemies why in the world would you love your enemies and that journey and that question draws him into the story and that's when you see these three stories start to intertwine with each other this is uh you know this is an this is a truly amazing story uh and i'm glad he gave us some more information because this is the gospel. This is the power of the gospel, the astonishing power of the gospel of the good news. Uh, and this actually happened, and history needs to know this story. The book is called Wounded Tiger. We'll be right back talking to the author. Don't go away. For more than 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their values and their exceptional service. They're an example of putting the cause ahead of profits, and it's why I am proud to partner with them. Starting today, Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal to the Every Friday Matters deal, and you can get a free smartphone when you switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're Supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, our veterans and first responders, and more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your existing phone, or for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, get a free smartphone with promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me, make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Just the other night, I was asked that question. Well, the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and I agree with them. And the doctors who formulated Relief Factor for them selected the four best ingredients, yes, 100% drug-free ingredients, and each one of them helps your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's the point. So approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. If you've got back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it'll work for you. It has worked for about 70% of the half a million people who've tried it and have ordered more. I'm one of them. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Welcome back. We're talking to the author of just an amazing book, an amazing true story. The world needs to know this story, folks. It's called Wounded Tiger. Uh, it is about the man who led the attack on Pearl Harbor. So this Japanese warrior who did this absolutely despicable thing, somehow encountering the power of God uh, and eventually giving his life to Christ. You can't make this up. It sounds made up. It's not made up. It's true. So um, I guess I just want to be really clear. I'm talking to the author, Martin Bennett. Martin, um, what happened? In other words, you just mentioned that this Peggy Covell shares her faith 
with Japanese uh, uh, captives, with uh, wounded soldiers. And, of course, in their culture, this is foreign. They can't get over that somebody's treating us with love and kindness, whatever. So you just mentioned that uh, one of these guys goes back and shares with um, this uh, – the leader, Fuchida. Mitsuo Fuchida, shares with him, he can't process this. This 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 doesn't compute, and I guess it sends him on a journey. Forgiveness is at the heart of this story. But what is the journey for him? Well, he. what's interesting about Fuchida's life was he was not interested in Christianity, faith, God, nothing. I mean, he believed in the gods in general, the Shinto, uh, kind of a blur of spiritualism out there, it often used really as a justification for war more than a foundation for life values. But what happened to him was after this Pearl Harbor attack, his engineer came to him and showed his plane had been hit, and, hit by flak twice. And one of his control wires was frayed. It was that, you know, stereotypical piece of wire that's, that's just hanging by a thread. And his, his engineer said, you know, if this cable had snapped, your plane would have just dropped into the ocean, you and I, Eric, would not be having this conversation right now. And so their conversation at the time was the gods must be with us. The gods are with us. That's why this is working out well. But of course, later things did not work out well for the Japanese. But for Puchin in particular, odd things kept happening in his life. For example, he was in Hiroshima for the preparations for the expected invasion of Japan with thousands of other officers. He gets a phone call from an airbase saying, hey, we need you out here. We need to talk to you. He leaves Hiroshima. The next day, the bomb is dropped. His hotel is vaporized. He comes back to Hiroshima the next day on an investigative party for three days, walks throughout Hiroshima in radioactive rubble. A month later, almost everyone on his search party was dying of radiation sickness. The doctors examined him no effects whatsoever, zero. And he started asking himself, why am I not dead? Why am I still alive? And then he hears about Jake DeShazer, who was a prisoner of Japan, and he bombed Japan on the uh, Doolittle raid, which actually Fuchida, as an airman himself, respected them for the guts it took to go fly a plane right over Tokyo and you know Nagoya and these other cities. That was just a ballsy move. He thought, well, who is this guy? And then he told his story of being in prison being just, in his own words, crazy with hatred toward the Japanese people. And he just wanted to kill all the Japanese because he hated them so much, just simmering in this hatred. But then he started thinking, I don't want to live this way, and I don't want to die this way. And he remembered his mom. And I'm just telling anybody listening, if you're a mom out there, your power and influence in your family is beyond your imagination. Because when people come down to the bottom rung, they remember their mother's faith. And that's what happened with Jake DeShazer. And he thought, I need to find out who this God is because I don't want to live in hatred. So his journey and his transformation is quite, quite well, it's supernatural. There's multiple supernatural things that happen. He gets back to the United States. He writes out his story. Fuchida gets his story. He reads the track. Then he reads the book, and it set him on this journey. It was like he was not seeking God. He was seeking truth. But the fact is, if you seek for the truth, you end up at the doorway of the kingdom of God. That's exactly what happened. And he was sincere in it. But, of course, there was a lot of cost to it, and you'll see that play out in Puchita's life. And it's really amazing, and it's really encouraging. So here's the thing. If these people involved in, in dire situations, hell on earth, in murder, killing, destruction, can have an absolute transformation of their lives, your life is probably not as terrible as theirs. If God helped them, God can help you. 
do what they did, seek him out, and you'll find an incredible journey for yourself. When you, when you talk about the life uh, just of Fushida, um, I, I'm amazed uh, in, in reading the notes that the idea that – so he leads the attack on Pearl Harbor, number one. He was in the middle of the Battle of Midway. Anybody who knows that story, is that, that's amazing. He was, as you just mentioned, in Hiroshima the day before the bomb was dropped and is suddenly called – away, which, which is incredible. But then you say he was on the USS Missouri when, talk about that, because that is also unbelievable. It's like Forrest Gump of the Japanese. It is, it's quite incredible. So he, he uh, ran a ferry boat, a small boat to bring officers to um, USS Missouri in his launch. And he was just on an upper deck. Now he was approved to be there because uh, he was responsible for assuring, ensuring that all the Japanese aircraft were disarmed. That is, the propellers were taken off, etc. But, but explain so what he, happens on the Missouri that makes it significant, just so people are tracking well, the big he deal. Heard, he heard MacArthur's speech, and he was expecting it to be a triumphant speech about how great America is and how terrible Japan was, because in his mind, that's what the Japanese would have done. But instead, what he heard was a very gracious speech, one of forgiveness, one of compassion, one of hope, one of a commitment to help the Japanese people. And he thought, wow, the Japanese would never have said anything like this if they had been triumphant in the war. And it really touched his heart and it really humbled him as well. But you didn't tell us what happened on the USS Missouri. When we come back, we're going to find out what happened. If you don't already know the story, kind of significant. The book is Wounded Tiger. T. Martin Bennett is the author and my guest. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream bed sheets made from the world's best cotton called Giza. These sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98. These sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use promo code Metaxas at checkout. You can also find deep discounts in all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use promo code Eric at checkout. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-978-3057 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code Eric. Folks, the book is Wounded Tiger. I'm talking to the author, T. Martin Bennett. Amazing story. We're just talking about the, um, the protagonist, uh, this man, Mitsuo Fushida, who led the charge, uh, who, who, who led the attack on Pearl Harbor, um, ends up being in all these different places. And you were just saying he was on the USS Missouri during the surrender ceremony. This is this humiliating moment for for Japan, uh, his worst nightmare come true. He happens to be there while this happens. 
Yeah, it was a, a terrible moment for the Japanese, at least in their own mind. It's inculcated into the Japanese boys, especially at a very young age, you never surrender to your enemies. You fight them and you defeat them, or you die in battle and you die for the emperor. You do not surrender under any circumstances. So for the Japanese to bring their party and surrender to the Americans and the Allied forces was just phenomenal humiliation at such a level that many officers and, and people that Fuchida knew, they just chose suicide. They just would not do it. So, but the thing that was, there's two things about this, uh, this surrender ceremony that were really, really interesting. One was simply that Fuchida expected the allies to be dancing on the graves of the Japanese, which they did not do. They were very gracious. That touched him. But the second thing was, when I was writing the screenplay for the film, I wrote the screenplay first, then I novelized a book for him. I studied MacArthur's speech, and I was just expecting it to be a, a transitional thing in the story, but it was not. It was fundamental, because here is the supreme commander of the Allied forces, and he said, we've come to our Armageddon, we'll get no more chances. This is a spiritual problem and requires a spiritual solution. And I'm reading this thinking, wow, he's saying this to the whole planet, and he knew more than anyone what war was all about. And he said, it's never gonna be solved with weapons. It's a spiritual battle. I thought, wow, if I was a creative writer, I would have put that in the speech, but I didn't. That's exactly what he said. Well, I mean, we have to be clear, folks. Let's spell it out. America is a Christian nation, not officially, but in reality, the grace, the mercy that we showed to our defeated enemies, Germany and Japan most particularly, is astonishing in world history. You don't do this unless you are fundamentally Christian in your worldview. Grace to your enemies, that's a biblical value. You don't see it in history. And so when you have uh, this man, Mitsuo Fushida, and the other Japanese seeing the graciousness, and by the way, MacArthur was not exactly, you know, uh, a a born-again believer. He didn't go to some mega church and praise Jesus every week. But the the values in his bones, um, just like with people like Donald Trump, you see these these Christian values uh, in in the entire culture. And that's why when it expresses itself like this, you just think, I mean, MacArthur, you do not think of this guy as being any kind of Christian. And yet he is exhibiting grace and these these biblical values on the world stage at a moment that is just astonishing. And obviously, as you're saying, this hit home with uh, with, with the Japanese. They 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 didn't know how to process this. I mean, this is you talk about piquing somebody's interest in the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the kind of thing that will do that. And in this case, actually did that. Yeah. The beauty about the story of Wounded Tiger is it's not telling people what to do. It's a demonstration of how it happens. And people witness this and they find themselves attached to the characters and want to see their journey. How does Fuchida go from hating Americans to loving Americans? How does Jake DeShazer go from wanting to kill the Japanese to volunteering to spend the rest of his life in Japan serving the Japanese people? And another thing about this girl, Peggy Covell, she was a very well, introverted kind of person. She was a librarian, technically. And simple acts done in loving kindness for others can have monumental impacts on the lives of others and the planet itself. We would not be sitting here having this conversation if Peggy Gavell had not volunteered to go serve her enemies. And now thousands and millions of people will know about her story, but it can be your story too. You don't know that lady in the grocery stores who dropped her bag 
give her a hand, help her out. She might be an heiress to a multi-billionaire you know, empire. You don't know who you're helping. Just love everybody, help people, you, and just see what God will do in your life. And that's what we see in Peggy's life. Faith without works is dead, ladies and gentlemen. Who said that? Oscar Wilde? Oh, no. It's in the scriptures. <laughs> um, I have a question. Um, this is genuinely an amazing story. The book is Wounded Tiger. How did you, Martin Bennett, come to the story? What, what is your background? Where did you grow up? When did you come to faith? Well, I'm a native New Yorker. I was born in Long Island, New York, so I know that you're in New York. Uh, so my dad was uh, in the Korean War. He was a fighter pilot, and then later he worked for a commercial airline. And um, from an early age, I loved true stories. I was just drawn to true stories, biographies of all kinds. I just consumed them. Likewise, movies and documentaries, the true stories, I loved them all. Uh, eventually, I ended up working, spending years working on a uh, a screenplay, a feature-length screenplay in the life of John Newton, author of the song Amazing Grace. John Newton's life story is absolutely phenomenal. I'm extremely committed to bringing it to the screen. But I stumbled across a, a used book from a defunct publisher about this guy, Fuchida. I knew nothing about his life. It said, you know, it, the book mentioned that he became a believer. So I expected, you know, it's a, just a war story, and then he goes to a church or something. When I started digging down into a story, I thought, my goodness, this is a mind-boggling story. And I just committed myself to getting the screenplay done. And so, Eric, seriously, the more I dug through the dirt, the more I came up with things of like, you've got to be kidding me. And I've heard people tell me this story multiple times. Uh, a guy told me, he said he's in bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. His wife is elbowing him, finishing reading Wounded Tiger, saying, Oh, my goodness, you're not going to believe this. I cannot believe this. And I've heard that story multiple times. So I think a great story, great true story for me, is unpredictable and rewarding and encouraging and inspiring. And that's what you find in Wounded Tiger. Well, and, and you just have to see God's hand in, because I've experienced this a number of times, you discover something. Uh, I wrote a, a, a book about Squanto and the story of the first Thanksgiving. I've written other things. Mm -hmm. When you encounter it, you think, this can't be true. I would have heard of this. This is too amazing. And then you exactly. start researching it and you think, wait a minute, it is true. It's checking out. Every detail is checking out, but, but nobody seems to know the story. Nobody's told the story. I guess I have to tell the story. Um, but this happened to me innumerable times. And that's where you just realize this is a gift from God. Uh, he, he finds people like you or like me who know how to tell a story. And he puts this in front of us and we can't believe that nobody's heard this story before. So the book is Wounded Tiger. I'm talking to the author, T. Martin Bennett. Folks, I'm talking to the author of Wounded Tiger, T. Martin Bennett. It's just an insane true story from history, and I think these true stories from history are coming out more and more. They are transformative. They're mind-blowing. They will change you, and they will change other people because they're true stories, and most of us have never heard them. Okay, the title, Wounded Tiger, what does that mean? Well, most people have heard the title of the film back in the 70s, Torah, 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 and that was the code word for 
Fuchida to send back to the fleet that they'd achieved complete surprise. That word Torah means tiger, 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 tiger. He was born in the year of the tiger, and a wounded tiger is an animal that has potential for great power and beauty, but it cannot achieve its potential because it is wounded. So wounded tiger represents Japan as a nation in general, but it represents Fuchida in particular. He wanted to achieve greatness. He wanted, uh, he was selfishly ambitious, but he could not reach these goals through those fleshly means. But it was through another means that he could actually reach that potential. So he became the triumphant tiger that really God had called him to be in, in the beginning. So the fact is, Eric, everyone is a wounded tiger. We all have potential for greatness, for power, for beauty, for success in God's purposes and plans. But we can't get there on our own. Things hold us back. Things that we have done, things that other people have done to us, and it's frustrating. However, when you put God into the equation, he heals and he restores and he brings you into your purpose and plan. Everyone can be a triumphant tiger. Um, this is obviously, as we've said over and over, a true story. Um, and I guess I'm just curious, did you did you come to faith later in life? Like, what, what is your faith journey? Because this is that's uh, at well, the heart I of this story. When I was 13, I gave my life to God. I meant it. I never looked back. On but Long Island? No, I was actually in Southern California. I went to, it was a forest, forest home up in the mountains in San Bernardino. Uh, that's where I, I became a Christian, and I met it 100%, and I never looked back. And when did you know that you wanted to tell stories and be a writer? Well, I, I worked with Keith Green for, uh, I worked vice president with his organization. But it's when I came across the story of uh, William and Catherine Booth of the Salvation Army, and I read that years ago, decades ago, and I thought, oh, my goodness, this would make an incredible film. And I really felt the Lord speaking to my heart that, hey, you're going to do this as a series. You know, you can do this as a film. I read the John Newton story. Then I, put, I, I wrote the screenplay. I met with the producer a couple of months ago. We are definitely going to do this John Newton story, but I have wow. to get Wounded Tiger out of the uh, – but I've got another 20 – projects in various stages of development. Most are true stories. So I just love true stories. Um, I find them fascinating. I learn from them and we can build our future. That's what one of the things I say on the back of the book, it says, remember the past, live for the future. That's what we should do. Learn from that and be a better person, have a better future. Uh, the idea, um, again, of telling these true stories, I really believe that, um, it's it they are transformative when you encounter these things it's yeah. part of the reason i've written three biographies and i wrote a book called seven men and seven women when you actually encounter the story of a real life it is transformative you cannot help but be moved by it it's just the way god made us uh and so i exactly. know that that's part of your goal in telling these stories uh and in in writing this book wounded tiger uh i i just cannot believe the world doesn't know this story that the man who led the, the the attack on Pearl Harbor found faith in Jesus. I mean, it's it's mind blowing stuff. Uh, what is the it's website? It's woundedtiger.com, and you can read the first chapters free there. Of course, it's available on Amazon as well. Woundedtiger.com, and uh, obviously, you're hoping to turn this into a film. Uh, th this is exciting stuff. T. Martin Bennett, good to talk with you again. Congratulations on telling a very important story. We need more of this, folks. This is transformative. Uh, this kind of thing is transformative. Uh, T. Martin Bennett, thank you. Eric, thank you very much for having me. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.